Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I am your host, Scary Ritter, and with me uh, is uh, Halla Swan. It's spooky season, Swan. It's it's October. We're getting scary. Did I scare you? So much. Oh, so much. Terrified. No, I'm Perry. That's Swan. We are the hosts of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm um, shaking in my flippers over here. <laughs> I thought I might get you with that one. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it worked. <laughs> I think I had another pun for Swan, but I can't remember what it was. There's so many. You wouldn't think so, but there is. Yeah. Just, they just always come up. Yeah, there, there really is. Anyway, if you're a first-time listener to the show, uh, happy spooky season, everybody. And thanks for being here for the first time. Uh, if you have not yet already, please... Listen to the end of the episode and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, follow us on social media as well, at My Bourbon Pod on all platforms. And uh, also leave us a rating and a review. We like to read those nice reviews from nice people if you leave us that five-star rating. And we'll read some of them out here on the show, which uh, I think we might have one. I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. So we'll do that at the end of the podcast. But, oh, shoot. We start every episode out with Flying Blind, and I am just now realizing we don't have one. Whoopsie. <laughs> well, that's okay. We're mm. ramshackle as always. I'm like days away from having a child in my arms. So Yeah, let's just, let's just Which means that my wife is about to give it. birth. That doesn't mean that I'm going to steal a, co- a child in a few days. I'd hope not. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't personally make that should, jump, but I'm glad you clarified. I should probably, probably clarify that just in case. Just in case. Uh, do you want to go with these samples maybe first? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. What we'll we got? So what we're going to be drinking this whole episode is Double Oaked products. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're actually going to review anything unless we want to review that Woodenville. I'm down. Have we done an official review on any Woodenville products? I'm not sure that we have. Maybe this will be the first one. I think it's time. Yeah. So we've got this this sample of... It's a double barrel weeder. And forgive me, I can't remember exactly who it was that sent it to us. It, it's been it's been a few months. I, I apologize. Please let me know on social media and I'll I'll rectify this at some point. But I, I truly apologize. We had talked about doing this this double barrel episode for a while now. And we're finally getting around to it. And I think this kind of came about because we had never had a a weeded double barrel before. And so they sent this. I, I'm just, I feel so bad. What's it say? SB on the label? I've got RB. Oh, RB. RB. All of them say RB. Ragged Branch. Ragged Branch is uh, where this is from. So are these all? They're all three Ragged Branch. Because it's all it's all that weeded bourbon. So are they all different products or no? It it, it initially was being sent uh, to us, so you swan, uh, your swan, you Curtis and I could try all of these together. Yeah, there's another one that says "Congrats, Perry." Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that is. Congrats, Perry. Oh my gosh, I'm the worst. I am so sorry. I'm going to feel bad about this for a long time. I'm going to look to see if there's like a key for the congrats Perry thing. I'd be curious to find out what it is. That might help. Ah! I found it! I found it! Oh, I'm so glad. It's from Brian. 
Uh, it's at, at Brian's Bourbon Bar on, on social media. Nice. He sent this to us all the way back in April. My goodness gracious. As you can tell, we're on it over here at This Is My Bourbon Podcast. Well, I, what you didn't hear was all the time that I cut out as I was looking for that <laughs> that name. Do you want to message him and see what this congrats berry is? I will do that. Yes. Um, but I'll do that as we're we're getting to drinking yeah. these. Yeah. I, can you? Do we have, we have two samples, right? Two or three samples. Three. Awesome. Well, I'll take one of them. <laughs> Thanks. I also don't know why I passed you the bag before I, I poured mine. You're just nice like that. I try to be. I try to be. So this is the Ragged Branch bourbon. It's weeded. It's double-barreled. I've never had this before. Um, let's let's see if we can find any more information about this. Uh, it's from Virginia. Interesting. Um doesn't say anything about whether or not it's uh, it's straight. Uh, oh, wait. Nope. Yes, it does. Uh, 90 proof as well. <sighs> Whoa. Okay. That's an odd nose. Ooh, okay. That's a lot of corn. There's also a lot of malt on the nose. Yeah, it reminds me of um, Jephthah Creed. Oh, yeah. Totally. A lot of maltiness kind of has that bloody butcher corn yeah. thing going on that I just associate with them. It may not actually be the bloody butcher corn. Yeah. Does it say to... anything about their their corn? Let me try to uh, let me try to pull some information up. It's definitely de- you know kind of devoid of some rye spice. Well, yeah, absolutely. There's just nothing there. Uh, they said heavy malt and oak on the nose, so yeah, you got it. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I'm not seeing much about their uh, about the mash bill. Yeah, or at least what goes into the uh, uh, or what type of corn goes into it. But uh, bourbon bourbon and banter says it's 66 percent corn, 17 percent wheat, and 17 percent barley. Oh, so it is up there in the barley. Yeah. Uh, aged just over four years, three years in 25-gallon barrels, number three char, and one year in 53-gallon barrels, number four char. Wow. wow. Okay. That is different. That is really different. This is confusing, man. I keep nosing it. It's that corn and the malt on the nose, I think, that's really conflicting. Ooh. That just tastes like a uh, like a Whopper. Not yeah. the burger. The candy. Yeah. No, I have to agree. And it's weird. There's a little bit of fruitiness that comes in about halfway through the palate. Yeah. yeah. Finish is, I mean, it's fine. It's it not much to it. Doesn't hang around. No. I think, and and this is the only experience I've ever really had with a double barrel weeded bourbon, but it seems like something about the rye might take on more character. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes me wonder if they did this just to say that they've done it. Just to, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that plenty of other people have tried, and they're like, eh, it's not really my thing. I, I, don't, I don't dislike this. I think there's plenty of merit to it. Yeah. But it's very, it's so different. 
You gonna be okay? Yeah. No, it's just it is confusing. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind it though. I really don't mind it. No, that's definitely a good kind of experimental release. Yeah, and a good way to uh, introduce the the show as we do Flying Blind. It's also a good time to ask you, Swan. What have you been drinking recently? What have I been drinking? Uh, I've had some 1792 High Rye recently. Oh, okay. Been having some of that. Uh, been just finishing up sample bottles. Had uh, the rest of the chicken cock rye. Nice. From you know a couple or chicken cock rye. Yeah. The. Didn't we have some chicken cock rye? Sample? Oh, sorry. My my brain. My brain was thinking fighting cock. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, had some of that. I don't know. It's just been kind of having this and that, a bunch of different samples. Haven't really had anything outside of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, oh, a ton of Wild Turkey 101. Whoops. Well, we did We did uh, get to go over and hang out with Chad and Sarah yesterday. Yes, all all of all of the things we all had all of the things. things. Yes, I the Copper and Kings Bardstown Bourbon Company finished a special release, the new Yellowstone 2020, Armagnac finished. Makers Do you have the whole toasted. list? Yeah, there we go. The, we got the Justin's list. House of Bourbon yes. release. We got to try an Old Forester uh, single barrel barrel strength. Uh huh. Um. That's pretty much it as far as stuff we tried with them. Yeah, I brought some bottles over too for them to them to try. Yeah, we had a whole lot. We had a lot. Whole whole. Oh, lot. and their new cocktail. Yes, we did. Yeah, yes. I don't I don't know if they've made any information about that public yet. No, I think the only thing they've said is on their live stream yesterday that they made a new cocktail and it's a hundred percent by them. Yes, and it's right. sweet. It's really good, though. Yes, it is very good. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what other people think about it. Yeah, I want people well. to make their own uh, version of it, even like maybe mess around with it a little bit. Yeah, I uh, we also just got our samples in from Heaven Hill of the new C920 releases uh, for the end of the year. Yes. So yes, we did. Maybe I'll review them this week. I don't know. Maybe. Live streams. <laughs> who's, who's to say? Live streams coming up. Maybe I'll have a baby by then. True. <laughs> and maybe I won't be doing a live stream for a little while. I don't know. Yeah. Only time will tell. So, we'll see. Uh, but I also did uh, 101 Day with uh, with Clifton on my stream and his. Well, we drank some non-barrel pick single barrels on his stream. But I will also say, I don't, I haven't, I have been meaning to bring this up for a while, but I, and this is not really a what I've been drinking, but kind of a what I've been doing recently. Um, over the past month, pretty much, I've guested on three different podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was Alphabet Flight, which is a Marvel podcast uh, where they, the, the host Jesse talks about uh, different Marvel characters. Uh, throughout the history of the the line of their comics and it's always a fun time especially if you're big into the nerd world and i always enjoy doing that he releases like three a week they're all pretty short like 20 minute episodes um but i was on that back probably about 
two or three weeks ago. Uh, I also guested on Tell Me I'm Wrong, which uh, is one of my new favorite local shows. Those guys are great. We talked about um, some of the weirder bourbon cocktails that you could make, mm-hmm. outlandish bourbon cocktails, and uh, they were pretty pretty interesting. Is, that's all I'm going to say. And then the episode that I guested on this week <clears throat> was with the guys at Film and Whiskey. We talked about this is Spinal Tap. Oh, okay. And how much we love that movie. We also reviewed Fighting Cock. Nice. So, yeah. Go and check all those episodes out. Go support those guys. They're great at what they do. Really, really a fun time listening to them. Uh, yeah. Different from what our show format is like, of course. I mean, that's pretty obvious. We do we do our own thing here at this My Bourbon Podcast. But regardless, go listen to all that. You should do it. You should get into it. We should also get into some news. What do we got, man? You are coming into the news pretty blind as my voice cracks a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I broke my glasses. <laughs> just kind of winging it. Uh, kind of sad news. Not, um, I mean, it's not like end of the world sad news, but Fred Minnick stepped down from Bourbon Plus as the editor-in-chief. Um, oh, okay. Carla Carlton is going to continue. Uh, well, she, she's going to be his successor. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he is still going to contribute uh, to the magazine. Um, but he, he seems to be focusing more on just different kind of what he was he's always been doing with like you know his writing with his books but also you know seems to be getting a little bit more into the visual side of media too yeah so and and he's still leaving his uh his podcasts untouched i mean he's still sticking with those but overall it seems like it this is a pretty big shift for him especially since this was a huge dream that he had and was so passionate about it. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of crazy to me, man. Yeah. But he still gets to see it go on. He does. You know, and he still gets he to does. be like, Hey, I put my stamp on that. You yeah. Know? And that's, uh, sometimes that's enough for people and it just depends on the person. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about this. I, uh, we did a thing for uh, American whiskey magazine. Yeah. We were featured in there. Yeah. We as were in part, there. as part of a bunch of uh, other whiskey podcasts. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Peggy. No Stevens reached out to us and, She's the best, man. Yeah. Uh, Marianne Eves is on the cover. Uh, it's the most recent issue. I think it's issue 10. Uh, so go snag a copy if you can find it. I've been meaning to talk about this on the podcast for a while. We just do so many things. So many little things. Like a like a barrel pick that's only available to Patreons. Yeah. That's coming out at the end of December and being picked in a few weeks. That's some of those some of the things. That's some of the things we do. Yeah. You see, I'm trying to squeeze in all the things that I've realized I've forgotten. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's almost like I need to make a list. <laughs> Lists are nice. Yeah. yeah, could could be worse things. Anyway, I, I I wish Fred all the best. I know that he's going to uh, he's going to do great things, whatever his endeavors are. And you know, he put a, he started a really great bourbon magazine. Bourbon Plus is amazing. Yeah, and honestly, just kind of breaking down what all he does and what all he has his hands in. Whew, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> it's pretty wild. It is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that is that. Oh, man. The newest uh, Woodford Reserve goes on sale today. That got announced a while ago. It got announced a long 
time ago. Yeah. I remember talking about this like at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. maybe end of last year. Yeah, I don't and even remember exactly. But this is the Baccarat Baccarat edition. I don't know. I made from Woodford, aged for an additional three years in French oak uh, cognac casks, and bottled in a custom Baccarat crystal decanter that, according to the distillery, takes five days to make. Mm-hmm. It is one of the prettiest bottles. It's starting to rival oh, some of gorgeous. the like Macallan like 40 plus year bottles. Yeah. Have you seen some of those? Yeah. The Macallan 65 bottle nice. is ridiculous. Yeah. Um this is this is a $2000 bottle of bourbon. Yeah, it's up there. And I I've seen a couple people say that like Stores have received multiple bottles. It's like, what are you going to do with them? <laughs> I've seen them in duty-free shops. One to open, one to keep. <laughs> Pretty, yeah. This is like perfectly tailored for duty-free shops, though. It is. It's perfectly tater- tailored for duty-free tatered? shops. It tatered. is perfectly tatered yeah. as well. That's, that's, also, that's also there. Uh but that's the thing is it's still Woodford, man. Like, I just... Yeah, yeah. It's Woodford plus three years in a different cask. The big thing is just the bottle. It's mm-hmm. just the decanter that it comes in. And even then, it's like, <laughs> seems like a lot. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, not to name names, but a certain distillery put an eagle on top of their bottle and inside their freaking bottle. And inside. Now, and that's commitment. In a box <laughs> with a light. <laughs> what are we, what are I'm, I'm not about? saying, Woodford, that you need to just like completely step up your game but you got to add a little something something to the to the presentation it's not holding up yeah everybody should follow the i you know what i'm thinking they should put three eagles that's all i'm saying (laughs) just (laughs) go off the deep end three maybe four yeah Uh (laughs) uh-huh you gotta step up their game you've you've really thrown me for a loop there swan yep i don't know why anyway i this is insane it's so much money uh, it it's it's wild. Um, everybody says it tastes great, though. Fantastic. It's the same issue I had with the old uh, St. Nick. Yes. Last week. Well, not the same issue. That's a whole different thing. I mean, really, they're pulling it from cracking barrels that are falling apart and syrupy and black and just 17 years doesn't... Never mind. I don't want to get into it. This is... This is different I think in many ways. the real issue is none of us have more than about $100 to spend on a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> At any given time. really, really thinking about it. <laughs> and and that's, that's really pressing your luck to even get to the 100 mark with me. I, I'd be making, like, calls to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I get over $100 on a bottle of whiskey, uh, my bank is calling me like, are you all right? Is it, are you using your card? Can you verify this purchase? <laughs> like, they're, they're wanting to know. Yeah. This is this is clearly a charge, though, right? I mean, this is going on the credit card. Yeah. This isn't going on your, <laughs> your debit card. Yeah, and Capital One, it's just like, run it up, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Woodford, we should have some uh, some of that double oaked over there. We should. If you're okay with that. You know, I'm all right with this. I don't mind the Ragged Branch. I don't. Opening up did it well. This has been in a sample bottle for a good while. It has, yeah. Uh, we'll move on to our next bit of news as we are pouring. P- 
Pinhooks, uh, second release in the Bourbon War Vertical Series, is going to be out here soon. Uh, we, we talked about this uh, a while back, uh, but this is going to be the five-year. The previous one was four years old. Um, it's still retaining the mash bill of 75% corn, 20.5% rye, and 4.5% malted barley. Uh, this is going to be bottled at 104 proof instead. I uh, No word on the size of the, the release, uh, but... It's, it's MGP juice. <laughs> yeah, you know I I will say um, I've I've gone into a couple of liquor stores. I'm not gonna name any names, but they have really pressed on some uh, bourbon drinkers I've seen in the bourbon aisle. Like, hey, this is what they're doing with this release. Like, they're super knowledgeable on it, mm-hmm. and that to me is nuts because a lot of times it's like. You know, at least when I was in the little Kroger wine and spirits for a little bit, like. I had to learn about each one to press it, and like the bottle itself is just so weird and interesting. You yeah. you pick it up and you're like inclined to learn about it. Mm-hmm. So this whole like vertical process is is nuts. The hardest thing to explain, honestly, is the wax coloring. <laughs> yeah, there's that whole visual style guide basically that they put out on social media. Um, yeah, but even then. Who's gonna Who's gonna remember all that? No, I'm not. Honestly, they should just post a little key right next to it. <laughs> so this is really interesting too. Angel's Envy Cast Strength this year is going to be available in all 50 states. Oh, I didn't know it wasn't previously. Yeah, I previously. Don, you're welcome. <laughs> Congratulations. I. It is going to be. About 17,400 bottles. Uh, let's see. What's the proof going to be on this? Oh, 120.6. Nice. Dang. Dang. Yeah. Not bad. Have you had one of those? One of the cast strengths? Yeah. Mm, I don't think I have, actually. I've been able to try one. It is exponentially better than the normal release. I believe it. Uh, I believe it. Something about of- adding that water just doesn't do it do it no right. no and it, it that and plus like just the whole rigmarole of the thing like you pull it out of this nice wooden box it's mm-hmm. like a more it feels like a more substantial bottle it's the same bottle but <laughs> you pop the cork and it's you pour it and it's so much darker yeah that's the one thing you notice immediately like i've seen knob creek the 100 proof and i've seen the 120 proof and there's not a huge difference in color i mean there's some but it's not massive with this it's like you just went to the you know Lowe's and you're like, oh, I'm looking at these shades. Let me walk 15 feet that way and then I'll find this darker shade. Like it is a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really good. I, I recommend trying one. It's so pricey though. Yeah. It, it's it's pretty pretty up there at about $200 MSRP. So not something I would be you know more keen to pick up than say one of the antique collection products, but. If you found the antique collection at retail, you could get two of them for the price of that. That is true. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot for one bottle. It is. How about some releases, Swan? Hit me with them. Let's go. Well, how about the Calumet Farm 14-year-old single-rack black Kentucky straight bourbon? That is a lot of descriptors. Uh, (laughs) Didn't they just put out a 14? Yeah, but I... um, 
Yeah. But I guess this is different in that it's just from one rack or one rick. You know, I will give them this. Apparently, the Calumet has sat on the shelves for years and years and years, and then they put that 14 and out in a different. Good. Yeah. And they put that 14 out in a different bottle, and it flew. In a pappy bottle. Yeah. It, it just. <laughs> it's yeah. literally what it looks like. It looks like a pappy bottle. It ran off the shelf. <laughs> I. Oh. It's a mash bill of 74% corn, 18% rye, 88% malted barley. It's Barton juice. Sounds familiar. <clears throat> that's their, that's their, uh, yeah. Uh, 96.2 proof, $120 a bottle. Yeah. yeah I'm good. Mm-mm. Oh, they had a 12-year-old that came uh, out under the, the single rack black label. Huh. I don't think I've heard of that or seen that. I don't really know. I don't really know if I have either. Um Oh, look, that's really all the releases, but we do have a couple of TTB labels that we get to talk about. This one I wasn't expecting. Wolcott, which is a, another Bart brand, mm-hmm. actually, is going to be putting out a Bottled and Bond product. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that Wolcott is, and that's W-O-L-C-O-T-T, is made by Barton, and I think it's only available... At Total Wine. I think it's a Total Wine exclusive. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So, cool. I want to try it. I, I think the standard product's pretty all right. It's not earth shattering. Yeah. But it's good. And I'm really excited about this next one. What we got? As well. The 85th anniversary Heaven Hill bottle. Single barrel. thirteen. Been waiting for. <laughs> 13 years old, 107 proof. I'm pumped. <laughs> I don't want. I want to know why. Why? Why what? Did they come out with an 80th as well? It's the first time I've seen one like this. I don't know. That's a good question. I've never heard anything about like <laughs> no. anniversary releases. I mean, them. I'm fine with it. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I'm not mad at all. I'm. I'm. I want it. I, I, <laughs> I want to. I mean. <laughs> No, I'm I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot of information on the bottle. Uh, spicy with smoky finish, fading to mellow sweetness. Interesting. And it's 107 proof. 107 proof. I'm here for it, man. Mm-hmm. I I want this. I want this a lot. And that's it. That's all the news we have for this week. Yeah, it wasn't super heavy or anything. No, but also we we we've got some more of these double barrels. We do to go and through. We've we've got one that's probably widely considered like the double barrel. The Woodford. Yeah, the Woodford. Yeah. Um, I go back and forth with this one. I do too. I feel like every bottle I get's a little different. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, agree. It's it's not real consistent. It smells like a coffee shop. It does. It it just straight up reminds me of walking into a coffee shop. And and it's one of the it not like a Starbucks. I'm talking like a local place oh, yeah. that is very artisan artisanal. The ones that roast their own beans. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they're you know, they've got the real specific like sweetness additives like the caramels and the vanillas and and everything and it just and it just also has that air of of coffee 
yeah to it as well it's like the one that we had one in frankfurt that they had a cock they had a uh, cocktail slash uh, would they have swan cocktail (laughs) i cut it off a little short there no kidding uh they they had some little cocktail thing that where you could do your own coffee they would put a they'd send you out with a grinder and coffee beans and let you do it and make it at the table that's wild and then you would blend it with something else Uh at a certain point i'm just like they just hired me to be a bartender (laughs) that's what they did I don't know. They also no, no, no. What they did is they made you pay to be a bartender there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's going to show up in the last call lounge. <laughs> Not cool with this. I really hope that doesn't happen. No, me neither. I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> or maybe it does. Who's to say? Yeah, last call available on patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for $5 a month. Nice. Who said that? I don't know. <laughs> Curtis. Oh, thanks, Kurt. Do you do you reach for this at all? No. Do you ever buy any of the picks of this? No, never. I never. I never consider buying it. The only one I've considered buying was Monica did a pick of this, and it was a great pick too. Yeah, she sent us samples, didn't she? I think she sent you samples. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I tried it, <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, I just saw rave reviews. It was one of those things yeah. where somebody bought a bottle and they're like, oh, buddy. Oh, yeah. And then it was just gone. And I know people love Woodford Double Oak. Yeah. I just don't. It, it's it's just not my favorite thing in the world. It is substantially better than this normal release. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that at all. It, it's just. I just don't find myself reaching for it. No. I don't mind. Double barrel products, though. I think in general, I like them pretty unanimously. I don't like a lot of them. Why is that? I don't know. It's just, it it almost imparts too much flavor for me a lot of the time. Oh, you don't like when bourbon's too flavorful? I just, it's, (laughs) I don't know. It's just heavy handed. You know? Just, I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's just something about it where it's just too heavy handed and I, I like I get what they're going for and I like it, but I want to put some water in it to kind of water it down a little bit, but most of the time yeah. the proof is not outrageous. Yeah. So watering it down doesn't really help. It's just it's I don't know. And you know what I use this the most for, the wood for double oaks, believe it or not, is Bourbon balls. Bourbon balls. Yeah, this that's is my right. Go to bourbon ball bourbon. This is my bourbon ball bourbon. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the only reason is is because it's so heavy handed. Because you get a ton of that oak flavor, and it's usually like bourbon balls that it just gets eaten up by the amount of sugar you put in. Yeah. It is literally just nuts, confectioner sugar, and and bourbon. Well, I I think that you know there there is a nice there is kind of a nice pecan flavor as well on the back end of the palate. Yeah, which if you're not putting pecans on top of your your bourbon balls, this is a good way to kind of complement that or counter counter it. Yeah, it's it's you're also solid. doing it wrong. You need to put the pecans on top. <laughs> uh, but we'll have to put out one of your recipes when it gets closer to Christmas time. Yeah, I've got holidays. one that I've altered heavily, mm-hmm. uh, but it's. It's good. You were, I remember there was one time, I think we were still in Richmond. You came over with like a tub of bourbon balls. Mm-hmm. I, like a dozen or something. I can't even remember. And you're like, here you go. 
was yeah. like, okay. And I, I ate them on my live stream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, there was one year where I, I, we made like seven or eight batches of bourbon balls and tried uh-huh. a bunch of different ones. Yeah. And by far, this one was like the best one. The most interesting was the Knob Creek uh, smoked maple. Oh, that one was wild. Yeah, we really liked that one, but it's just it's not it's not a classic bourbon ball. And the worst one that we made a really small batch of was we tried uh, Stag Junior with some bourbon balls. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, it was it was a thing I made for me. I mean, I had <laughs> I made probably in total about ten to twelve of these Treat these yourself. bourbon balls. And I was or bourbon balls, and I was like, I'm gonna try this. Took one bite, horrible. It is so. I don't doubt that. It was so potent. Yeah. It was not good. Uh, I definitely recommend sticking anywhere between ninety to hundred for for bourbon yeah. balls. Yeah. Um, how about another Brown Foreman product? Let's 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 do it. This <laughs> one got a lot of uh of acclaim when it first came out. It did, but it's just. But let's just let's just have some. <laughs> It's the old Forester 1910. Oh, I need to. Yeah. It's, uh, was not my favorite when it came out. No. I can't even remember if we did a review of this. I don't think we did. I don't think we did either. What was it, 2018, the first year it came out? 2018, I think so, yeah. It was, <sighs> and it, it was one of those things, too, where like everyone wanted it so much when it first came out. I remember Brown Foreman telling the distributors, we don't have any more. We're out. <laughs> that, was, that was odd. We're done. So then everyone kind of caught wind of that and bought it up like crazy. Yeah. And they kept just putting it out. And I was like, that is the most genius marketing move I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Yeah. And you know who does that more than anyone else? Nintendo. <laughs> We're out. We don't have any. And then they just sent Limited like release. Three little, you know, things of Wii's or... <laughs> Some uh, a couple switches. Of switches. Yeah, yeah. I like the nose on this a lot better than the first time I had it. It's basically just like a caramel green apple. Yeah, I, like there's not much else. It's very fall. Oh, absolutely. And I don't, I don't dislike the nose by any means, but I think there was just such hype after the 1920 that this fell flat. After taking a sip of it, it's very different than what I remember. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is mellow. It's not too heavy-handed, which is a problem I have with the Woodford. Yeah. I'm lacking some bite. So it's got a lot of flavor, but there's not there's not much. The proof hound in me is wanting something else. Yeah. You All want right. some 1920. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I've not done yet? I've not done 1915. It's just a 50-50 blend? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that right now. <sighs> what? What are you sighing at me I'm for? I'm just so confused. Like, the double barrel stuff, like, there's something that I need to be able to pinpoint and just be like, I don't like that. But I know exactly what it is. It's the second barrel. I just, I don't know. <laughs> do you want some 1915? <sighs> sure. I'll go for it. <laughs> so, I guess what I'm getting from you... Is that you would rather just see double barrel kind of go away altogether? I don't think I want it to go away. It has its place. It's a definite like 
progression for bourbon drinkers. Yeah. And I think that there's oh, a fair. lot of finishing that I enjoy. So technically, that is a double barrel. Uh, yeah. Tried one the other day. The Armagnac finished Yellowstone is phenomenal. Yeah. I just I don't think I like the standard, you know, double oaked. So uh, that maybe I would be okay with leaving. Is there any distillery that you would want to see do a double barrel experiment or product? That doesn't have one. Because I'd love to see Wild Turkey do one. Wild Turkey would be interesting. The only thing they've done in that vein has been the sherry cask finish. Oh, oh, I thought you were about to say that little gift set that they put out in like 2014 or 2015. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, you got me a a box. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it had a mason jar... And then a little oak spiral. Yeah. <laughs> Make your own, kiddo. Like, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't. Fantastic. I don't recommend that. Like, I, I got it. I got it because there was just 2014 turkey and like all of them. Yeah. And it was the same price as buying a bottle, and you're like, I got a mason jar and a thing to throw away and a, th- and, and a thing. I still got the the little oak spiral. Oh, really? I just saw it earlier. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll stick it in something that we don't <laughs> like very much. Stick it in the hollow bourbon. Just leave it. Oof. I don't know about that. It's the most age has ever seen. I'd rather use it for something that we... Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should use it for something we don't like. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of the double oaked. If I was going to see a distillery do it, I think I would like to see... Uh, Buffalo Trace or Wild Turkey do it. And yeah. even then, like, I don't know. They might have done uh, a double oaked something in experimental uh, collection. Experimental collection. Yeah. And, you know, as much as I, I hate to not have, like, the products that I'm searching for, there, there's a reason they're experimental. Somebody tasted them. Harlan Wheatley was probably just like, oh, this is good. It's, you know, worth putting out, but it's not worth making a regular thing. Uh, it looks like they might have done a double barrel. Oh, I have to download this PDF to look and Ooh, find out. Serious. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, twice barreled. Twenty six, or excuse me, twenty oh six. Release number two of three was a twice barreled. Gotcha. Uh, it says, after aging this bourbon for eight years and eight months in a new charred white oak barrel, bourbon was put into another brand new barrel. Um, oh, mash bill number two as well. Nice. nice. I got bottled at 90 proof. Are all of the experimental collection bottles 90 proof? I don't know. It looks like most of them are. Oddly enough. Just kind of spread it a little thin so yeah. everybody can get some. Yeah. yeah. There was... Do you remember... There was like a failed experiment that we got to try. It was last year. I don't know. Mid, mid-early mid last year. I forgot what I had for breakfast this morning. Uh, so. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But it was like a... Oh, so old. I think it might have been like 25, 27-year-old BT. Mm. 
I can't. I honestly can't remember. I remember like hearing about that, but I don't know if I actually tried it or not. I could have sworn that I got you to try it, but maybe I didn't. Doesn't matter. How about some 1915? How's Mm. this for you? It smells just like straight up coffee. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. I get why people say to do it. But it's just so much brown foreman and coffee. Yeah, I'd rather just have 1920. I'd rather just have 1920. Or not brown foreman. Or (laughs) brown... Personal preference. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Big oof. Number seven, heavy char barrel. Holy crap. It must have been some guy's like first day and he just burned the crap out of a barrel. And they're just like, <laughs> you think it'll hold liquid? And Sorry, like, I'm still I'm still looking at some of the, the experimental collection releases from Buffalo Trace. Number seven char. I didn't know they went that high. The highest I've seen is six. This is almost... They said it's almost four times longer than the standard 55-second char. They were then filled with Buffalo Trace Rye Bourbon Mash Number 2 and left to age for 15 years. Jeez Louise. Oh, my god! I want to try that one. <laughs> I'm curious about that. Could you imagine just being the first guy to do, like, a number 12 char or something? <laughs> the barrel just collapses. And you just bring your boss, and he's just like, boss, check it out. I did it. It's a number 12 char. He's like, oh, let's see it. And you just hold up two barrel rings. And you're just like, that's all that's left. Joke's on you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's impossible. I don't know who that voice was. It was like Harrison Ford. <laughs> Probably have to make the barrel thicker just with the stand getting burnt to that level. There's a lot of releases from the experimental collection I didn't know about. I'm gonna yeah. have to go through this at a separate time. I'm getting I'm getting distracted. The only I one apologize. I've had an opportunity to buy was a six grain. Ooh. Huh. Yeah. And unfortunately I was kind of pressed for time and couldn't hang out, but Harlan Wheatley was showing up with like a case or two of it and was signing it. Oh nice. At like Total Wine uh at the Lexington Green. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've got to get to work. Crap, 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 crap. <laughs> Maybe I should just call in a sick. And it's like, you were there 20 minutes ago. <coughs> I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just threw up on my lunch break. I'm still throwing up right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm surprised to learn that you just are not a fan of Double Oaked overall or I mean, they're all what? resoundingly fine. That's fair. But if I have the original product, usually I like it much better. The Woodford's the first one I've had where I'm just like, oh, this is better than the original product. Yeah. The rest of them I'm not big on. Like uh, Devil's Cut is kind of some weird variation of, uh, you know, twice whatever something. They pull all that extra out of the wood. Yeah. Not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of the uh, Jim Beam Double Oaked that much. Like, it's fine, but... Why would I not just go grab one of the Jim Beam single barrels on the sure. shelf at like 108 proof? Yeah. Um, I've just never been a huge fan. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm not faulting you on. Yeah. Your feelings by any means. I do love it when they finish it in other stuff. I just yeah. don't like the second oak barrel. Sure. So I don't know. I'm. I'm not. I guess I don't feel as negatively about it as you do. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a little bit more indifferent, 
which is not necessarily the stance to take, but I, I, I think I might agree with you that it's fine, but I don't, I just don't think I dislike it. Yeah. I, I will say, I think I prefer toasted barrel finishes over just a straight up number three, number four char double barreling. Yes. And I also like some things where they've messed with the cask a little bit. So mm-hmm. the Coopers, the Coopers yeah, 100, yeah, yeah. they do like a grooved cask. Mm-hmm. I actually like that a lot. I like that a lot better than the Double Oaked uh, from Woodford. And they're, you know, both, they're both Brown Foreman, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. Just not my, not my cup of tea, I guess. Well, I guess now we should review a double-barreled product. This one is from Woodenville. Correct me if I'm wrong. This isn't actually a bourbon. This is a whiskey, right? This is a blended whiskey, yes. Interesting. Who knows what it could have in it? Handmade in Washington. I'm sure that there's something on the, the label about what might be in it. I do like this. Prior to being coopered, the barrel wood is seasoned in open air, rain, wind, sun, and snow for two years, longer than most, softening the wood's harsh tannins. There we go. That's something interesting. I think it's also interesting that the barrels are then slowly toasted and lightly charred to further enrich the wood's desirable flavors, which I don't I don't know if that's exactly what's on the label or not. No. But... <laughs> <laughs> so they don't necessarily explain as to why it's a whiskey. Why it's a whiskey, here. yeah. They they uh, just leave it be. Uh starts it's a double barrel blended whiskey, so it's blended from the start. Uh corn, rye, malted barley, nothing crazy. I mean maybe maybe one's like a corn whiskey, maybe one's a rye whiskey and the other one's a single malt. Oh, so they did kind of like uh, Little Book Chapter 1, where they just blended them together? Maybe. I on- I honestly don't know, but it- it's implying that all three of these ingredients are in there in some capacity, Yeah. but just not in the way that we would call bourbon bourbon. Well, that's a very Canadian uh, True. format. True. And they're up there. So, I mean, that's... <laughs> This is this is all the way from Washington. Yeah, they're so. basically Canadians up yeah. in Washington, is what you're implying. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. Hundred percent, what you were. And implying. just proximity wise, <laughs> they're up there, man. Look, they're so nearby; they may as well just be called Canadians. It's like people who say that New Jersey and New York are basically the same. They're oh, not. No, that's they're a not. harsh distinction. A distinction to make. <laughs> I feel like with mine, like. If you can if you can get there in like 15 minutes maybe it's not that bad. <laughs> All, right. All right. Here we go. Enough. Cork pop. Ooh, pop. I do love their bottle. Oh, I love the shape of this bottle. And their cork's pretty nice. I wish that this bottle Darren Wright was under $30. It's a callback to our Patreon pregame chats. Yeah. <laughs> So this one is from Joseph Brazo. He was nice enough to send this to us. Joseph Brazo. Ooh. All right. <laughs> you weren't upset about that, were you? Well, I've actually had a lot of Woodenville recently. I had the original release, the port finished. I had the cast strength, uh, I think it was Applewood Stave. Applewood Stave, yeah. Yeah, I had that. And then this is the fourth one I've had, all within like two weeks. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> I've gone crazy. from like no Woodenville experience to quite a bit. Well, you've had the hundred proof Woodenville Applewood cask. I got to try that, but it's been a year or two. It's been that long? Yeah, it's been a while. Wow. How have I had that bottle for that long? 
I don't know. I also have the bottle and bond. We have plenty we can try. Joseph sent me that too. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even noticed this yet. So the double barreling is apparent. I don't know if I'm fully agreeing with you on that. I think that I'm picking up more of the the grains, honestly. Man, and it may be confusing me a little bit. I think I'm getting more malt on the nose. Yeah, there's a heavy amount of malt. There's some just like regular cherry kind of fruitiness going on, but the grain is pretty apparent. Yeah, I don't think this smells like a double-barreled bourbon. And truly, I don't think it smells like a bourbon. I think it smells more like a single malt whiskey. I can kind of get on board with that. Cherry's about the only overlapping flavor (laughs) I'm getting from bourbon to yeah, single malt and the oak, I guess. Yeah, well, there's there's <laughs> that. That drink's pretty hot for eighty six proof. Yeah, but I don't know. I had I had their original release, and it it kind of snuck up on me a little bit. It was a little mm-hmm. harsh. Um, and you know that's not. It wasn't bad by any means. I liked it because I'm you know being wanting that higher proof. It was kind of nice, but with with this, it's kind of shave down those edges a little bit it is still pretty hot for 86 proof i have a very weird tasting note on this one all right hit me with it i want no no no. i want to take another sip of it before i commit it but when when it hit me i almost couldn't deny it and it's right in the middle of the palate as it's starting to get into the finish that second sip is not nearly as hot. Is it still there? Slightly. You ready for me to hit you with this? Yeah, hit me with it. I'm going to take a sip while you while you tell me. Macaroni and cheese. Like a white cheese sauce. I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe I'm just picking up on something savory. It's definitely got some savoriness to it. I, I think I think that's what my brain is reading it as, but it's converted it into a very specific flavor profile that I think is just being coupled with the 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 kind of heartier notes that would be present in like a pasta. Yeah, you know, there's nothing in this that's like the most amazing thing I've ever had. But actually, as an experience, I, I actually really, really like, like it. Yeah, this is a great double-barreled product. Yeah, honestly, I would go so far as to say that this is my favorite one that we've had tonight. I would say so too. So this is the strange part, and I don't get this a ton. If I'm thinking about 86 proof, well, you've got Jim Beam repeal batch. Uh, well, Jim Beam double oak too. Jim Beam double oaked, and then you've got uh, Evan Williams. Uh huh. Single barrel. This has got a very nice, like, you know, initial flavor profile. Kind of shifts a little bit, and then the finish is just this little, like, really short, like, spike of cinnamon heat, mm-hmm. you know, spice. Um, it's just a nice experience. It's not mind blowing no. at any point, but it's just pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could see myself literally just sipping on this all night. I could see why Joseph is a very heavy, you know, he loves his cigars. Because this seems like something yeah. you could just drink 
with literally anything cigar-wise, or any food really would kind of pair well with it. This would pair really well with a, a, a darker cigar, mm-hmm. maybe something that's sun-grown. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it holds up just as well on its own. Yeah, I'd like to experiment with it and see what, you know, I think mm-hmm. is I'd try other things. But, I mean, otherwise, man, this is solid. Yeah. I, I'm I'm really taken by this one. You know, I Woodenville's done great stuff. I've not had a single product for them or from them rather that I haven't liked. Yeah. I I'm glad we have a whole bottle of this because I, I want to come back to this. I think it's gonna open up and be drastically different. Yeah, and he sent this to you, so you get to take this home with you. Sweet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll split it. I mean, yeah, fine, but you could you can take this home with you. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I want to I want to try this with food. I, I do don't, too. I don't usually like feel the need to yeah. eat with stuff, and yeah. maybe I'm just hungry. That's a possibility too. <laughs> <laughs> the mac and cheese sounds great right now. There's some beef and vegetable soup waiting for us in there if you want Sweet. some wheat. But no, this is just this is just nice experience yeah uh, i don't think the score i'm gonna give it is going to reflect my thoughts on this i think i'm in the same boat yeah i was just about to say that i'm not entirely sure how i'm going to score this yeah because i'm gonna score it i think a little lower than i think it needs to be actually scored and i i think part of it is too is we're kind of proof hounds we go for that like big burst of flavor and you know, I, a lot of our listeners are as well, and this is more of like a, a Scotch-style experience. Not that it tastes like Scotch, but it's it's not meant to just, like, hurt you and, you know, give you this huge, like, honey drip finish and have, like, a ton of uh, flavor imparted, on you know, on the mid-palate and have a lot of burn and oily coating and all that. It's just nice. Yeah. And it's, it's just pleasant. Yeah. What would you go for the for the nose? Well, I, I got to tell people first that we have a review system of nose, palate, finish, and price. Each category is out of five, and then we total it up for a score out of 20. On the nose, I think it's really got a lot going for it at 86 proof. At 86 proof? Yeah. I, I think it's really punching above its weight class. I'm going to give it a three on the nose. I would agree with that. I think three is probably a good place to put it. It's it's not exactly middle of the road, but I do think that it's lacking a bit of depth to it, and maybe just a hint of complexity that I would like. I'm looking I, for the complexity. It's kind of one note. Yeah, I think everything that you are getting is very upfront, and it's not an unpleasant experience. But I think that if it had more to it that I could come back to and kind of discover then I would give it a little bit of a higher score. But I think three is pretty appropriate for the for the nose. Yeah, I'm going to give it a three because you know how we will oftentimes take a sip of something, especially in the higher proof range, and then we'll come back to the nose and it's kind of changed a little what we find in it. It's maybe a little different. This is so shockingly the same as the palate that there, when I come back, yeah. it's not changing. It's it's the same nose every time. Oh, I'm getting like a buttered popcorn note on there now too. 
That's nice. Yeah. I, I'm going to give it a three. Palette-wise, I actually really like the palette. Um, again, I'm only going to give it a 3.5. I was going to give it a 3.75. Yeah. Just slightly above what you what you were given it. It's punching above its class for an 86. It's yeah. got a nice cinnamon just across the board. Uh-huh. The best part is definitely just the... I don't know if it's a mouthfeel or just like the, the burn you kind of get. Yeah. It's just a very nice like, you know, down, <laughs> then up, then finish off. And right. It, it's just nice. And it's stupid consistent. I think so too. There's bottles that I could come back to and pour something every three days. And it will be a different experience every time. This yeah. one seems like one that I can pick it up at any point throughout it sitting in the bottle and it's going to be fine. Yeah. And it's going to be the exact same experience. Yeah. Finish, I think, is slightly less so than the palette. I think that, yes, it does hang around for a, for a little while, but I don't think that it introduces too much new to it that I am confused about or that I feel like I need more time with. Yeah. I'm going to give the finish to 3.5 because everything is still present from the palette. It just doesn't go as far as I would like for it to. I'm going to give it a 3.5 as well, but I think there's one thing you're neglecting to mention for the palette or what, for the finish. What's that? It's got the potato chip quality. Oh, no, it definitely does. Not necessarily. I'm not talking about flavor. <laughs> I'm talking about like. You want to you keep going back for more. You, yeah, you have a bite of a potato chip and you're like, that one was good. I think the next one will have more flavoring and salt on it. And then you pick up another one and you're just like, just a few more. That one doesn't really quite do it. You just keep going back. And eventually you're just like, one of these is going to have enough flavoring and enough salt and enough crunchiness that I'm just uh-huh. going to be like, ah. I'm complete. Eventually, you just have to tell yourself no. it's time to stop. That that ends when the bag's done. Like, yeah. th- it's got that quality to it. Yeah. Uh, that is priceless, man. I I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. Price on this, though, even though you did just say this was priceless, $40. $40. About. <sighs> you would have to really be looking for this flavor profile, like, specifically... This what? Flavor profile. <laughs> that, was of, a, that was a great slip up. Yeah. I don't think I can even replicate it. I Just, can't either. <laughs> uh, flavor profile, I think, is yeah. what you might have said. Something. <laughs> I'm like salivating, man. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I just, I, if this is what you were looking for, then I think it's worth the money. Yeah. If you were not looking for something like this, I, I don't think $40 no. is, is what you want to pay. No. I think this has its place. I definitely want to keep this bottle in my collection for specific times. Um, I, I, I think $40, I'm going to give it another 3.5. I'm going to give it a 3. Okay. I I agree with what you're saying. Um, I think that there are products that might be a little bit more approachable at a few dollars less or a few dollars more. Yeah. I don't think that this is for everybody who is a standard bourbon or rye drinker. I think that this does skew a little bit more into the the scotch territory. It, it, and not even like peaty scotch. I'm talking like single malt. So it and while I think that there is still quite a bit of merit to this and while I do sincerely like this, I I'm just not a hundred percent on board with it in the way that I would be, say, a Russell single barrel or 
even Elijah Craig's small batch, you know, and, and I'm trying to provide examples of things that, that might be on both ends of the spectrum, as I'm saying, like a few dollars less or a few dollars more. Yeah. Rare breed might be one that I would pick up over this as well. Even if you were just looking at 86 proofers. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely Evan Williams. I, I, but if we're talking about the proof, I think that I would pick this up over those other 86 proofers. Really? Okay. And, and purely knowing what the quality of the, the product in the bottle is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah you are definitely paying twice as much as you would for Jim Beam double oaked, but I, think that this is a significant it, I think this is a significantly better product than Jim Beam Double Oaked. I don't know if it's double the value, but I do think that it has a lot going for it. Yeah. I I th- it, but again, there are products that are kind of plus or minus $10 in this range that I think I would rather reach for. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my three. That puts me at 13.25 out of 20. I know again, it sounds like I'm kind of dogging on this a little bit, but this is still a recommend from me. Yeah. I I think that this is the most solid product that we've had out of everything tonight. Is this a distillery uh, release? No, no, it's available in other retail. It says something at the top though of the front of the label. Special limited release. Special limited release. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it, it's it might be that it's not available anymore. Yeah. But if you do see this, I think you should pick it up. Yeah, and uh, you know, even in Kentucky, we've seen Woodenville go from like this thing that only Joseph Brazo can send us yeah. to now we've got the regular and the port finish on most of the shelves uh, yeah. at any liquor store that's worth anything. They, they feel like one of my best in shows for 2020. Yeah. Like I just have not had anything bad from them and they consistently are surprising me with how good their products are. Yeah. Big that, recommend. Yeah. That puts me in a 13 and a half by the way. Yeah. Line. So we weren't, we really were not that far off from no. each other. Mostly just on the technicality. Yeah. We have to get dropped into a boxing ring now, and, you know, whoever's standing at the end of it, that's who you should actually take the word for. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the new thing that I'm adding. If we're within a point or two of each other, we have to fight it out. So we get, like, some sock'em boppers or something? (laughs) (laughs) Rock'em sock'em robots? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, no, you're talking about, like, the gloves. Yeah, like, the big inflatable fist things. That'd be really funny. We'll convert the garage studio into a boxing ring. God, that's a Patreon event right there. I don't want to do any of that. No, I don't. <laughs> now that Perry's a new dad, let me just try to <laughs> just try to beat him up. Dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, go buy the Woodenville Double Oak. Or Double Barrel. Whatever they're specifically calling it. Double yeah. Barrel. If you can find it, Excuse definitely me. pick it up. Yeah. How about some uh, some tips or bits this week, Swan? Tips and bits. It's time bits. for our, our segment, Tips and Bits, where we recommend things to people that yeah. uh, we've either been enjoying recently, maybe we're trying to tell people to avoid it, or it's not always bourbon-related. Sometimes it is. 
But uh, what do you got for me this week, Swamp? What do you got? I have been playing this dumb little game, and there has been so, <laughs> so many people that have posted on it. Like, it's not a new thing, me saying this. I, I tried it for the first time tonight, and it's bonkers. Yeah, it's it's called Among Us. Yeah. Uh, and you can get it on iOS, Android, uh, or on your computer, whatever you want to play on. It's just wild. Uh, and if you can get a group of people to play it, even worse like i mean it, it all it is is just you trying to deceive others i mean it, it's just constant deception uh definitely worth playing i really have fun with it and honestly if you want to just leave some people playing it in the background on youtube <laughs> like the the youtube like just you know gameplay on it is hilarious yeah uh so it, it's it's definitely worth it and there's tons tons of memes on it i mean it, infinite amount. It's fantastic. I I haven't I haven't played it yet, but Super Mario's Super Mario Bros. Thirty Five came out a, a few days ago, and I wanna I wanna get into that. But uh, I feel like there was something that I listened to recently that I need I needed to revisit and and talk about. Oh oh my gosh. I can't not talk about this guy. Amos Lee. Who's that? He is a great musician. He, I've, I've been a fan of his for years and years and years. One of my favorite albums, uh, really, of, of all time. Uh, it's called Mission Bell. Hmm. Um, but he had, I, I know you have to have heard some of his music. He had the song Sweet Pea. It was on like a, I think it might have been on like a, Sprint or AT&T. Sprint. Wow. There's a throwback for you. What's next? <laughs> I heard it on a singular commercial. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I love Amos Lee. He's been one of my favorite songwriters for like a long time. Um, along with a guy named Joe Brooks, who is a British singer-songwriter. Uh, he was introduced to me by Lucy and we got to see and meet him in in North Carolina back in oh gosh like 2013 mm-hmm. something like that 2014 maybe incredible musician just so endearing with his music and his lyrics and i i absolutely encourage people to seek him out i mean I, he's he's just great but uh yeah man I think that's it for tips and bits. You got anything else you want to recommend? Oh, Ghostbusters. I, I watched Ghostbusters the other day. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> recommend that. <laughs> recommend a movie that's quite well, old. It's at this that point. time of year again, man. I've got to recommend <laughs> uh, Candy Corn and Peanuts. <laughs> Somebody said that was like a deconstructed uh, payday. It is the same thing. <laughs> I kid you not. I'll get some. Yeah, I know you're a fan of paydays. I you've love got, paydays. You, you've got to try it. I love. Could paydays, you imagine man. me handing you instead of a payday bar, a bowl of payday? <laughs> I'd be, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, <laughs> everyone can have it. <laughs> I want your reviews, nose palette, finished price, posted in the Facebook group. <laughs> Email it to us. Yeah. Send us a carrier pigeon. 
smoke signals, something. I don't know. I'm not going to be leaving the house much here soon. So, <laughs> well, that does it for this week. Thank you all so much for listening as you normally do. And also, again, if you are new to the show and this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for making it this far into yeah. the show. <laughs> Swan, if people would like to do it, where can they follow you on social media? All right, I got I got new things. You got new things I happening. I got new things. Last so, week you dropped the bombshell that you're no longer Swan the Bourbon Finder. Yes, but I kind of still am. <laughs> kind of. Which, which so made I, me laugh a lot. I changed my, my personal profile to Swan TBF, so Swan the Bourbon Finder. Yes. But it's just TBF. Yeah. Um, so it's my personal one. You guys can definitely go follow me there. If you want to catch up, just shoot me a message. Like I said last week, I got a, a logo idea for you as well. So we'll make, some, we'll make something happen. If you want to follow me, I am at PRater1492 on all social media channels. You can also follow the show at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on the iTunes podcast app. And if you do such a thing, we will actually read it out here on the show because we appreciate everybody who likes to support the show by pushing it up in the podcast rankings and letting other people know that uh, they enjoy it. And uh, we don't have a new one this week, but uh, maybe next week or maybe not next week if I have a baby. Um, Maybe soon after we return from our uh, non-banked episodes and all that good stuff uh, but yeah it really does help out the show if you cannot review it then uh, tell your friends about the show as well if they like bourbon they like podcasts and they like camaraderie and community and fun stuff like community is a big thing with this podcast man heck yeah it is dude it's it's nuts half of them will spend three four days a week just being like well i'm gonna go to bed at 10 o'clock and then all of a sudden it's 2 2 a.m <laughs> they're drunk <laughs> And they're hanging out in, in a Google Hangout. It's the best, man. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's the best. Yeah. Especially right now because you can't go out and socialize oh, like yeah. you want to. Your whiskey meetups are normally just over Zoom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Google Meet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we wouldn't have gotten this Woodenville bottle without the community. Exactly. Either. Yeah. So. Or uh, this. Or the, the Ragged Branch. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You can also find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com, including face masks, which is a fun little thing that we've got Mm -hmm. going on over there. Uh, Speaking of community as well, you can become a part of our Facebook community. You just head to facebook.com, search for This Is My Bourbon Group. And uh, yeah, it's where we ask uh, people for questions for our pregame chats over on Patreon. And uh, we respond accordingly, and usually it's ridiculous. It's not always bourbon-related, but uh, it's good. It's good times. I also yeah. go live on every Thursday night on YouTube.com slash This Is My Bourbon Podcast at 8.30 p.m. That's where you can support the show, not just by listening every week, but also by showing up to a fun little live stream. I also you know, like to hang out and try some different things and have a couple different topics. That's where you can support the show with snuffy chats. Which, uh, hashtag Snuffy Squad. It's our super chat motif, of course. Um, check all that out. Again, youtube.com slash this is my bourbon podcast. And then last but not least, patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast is where you can become a supporter of the show for as little as a dollar a month. For $5 a month, you get bonus content like the pregame chats and the last call, which is where Swan and I go and we have a few drinks. We wrap up the, the week of content. 
and uh, it's usually a, a pretty good time. We meet some weird people, and we have some good drinks. I mean, usually, unless they give us the thing that we didn't want, and we don't understand that, because <laughs> they're odd. Just give us whatever. What a, what a strange time the last call lounge is, but that's okay. We're going to head there here soon. Thank you all so much for listening. Next week, I honestly don't know. It could be that next week is the beginning of the bank. We keep saying this. Or it could be, you know, another main episode. We're going to find out one way or another. But until then, I'm Perry. And I'm Swan. And this is my bourbon podcast.